Hello and welcome to The Life of Riley from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Hello? Oh, hello, Frank. Did you hear the good news? Boy, I'm the happiest man in the world. Yes, it arrived five minutes ago. Cutest little thing you ever saw. Seven pounds, four ounces. No, it's not a boy. It's not a girl either. It's a radio. Now I can hear the life of Riley. Teal, T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice. That's it. T-E-E-L. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, brings you the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. Remember, friends, for beautiful smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. And just for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley, in the life of Riley. Life as the head of a family may be a bowl of cherries, but Chester A. Riley usually gets the pits. His current problem concerns his 13-year-old son, Junior. Right now, Mrs. Riley is telling the head of the house the details. And tonight he didn't eat a bite of dinner. Yeah, I noticed that, Dumplin'. And for the past few days, he's been very moody. So today I decided that I'd try to find out what he's got in his mind. That's the trouble with that boy. Always thinking. He certainly don't get it from me. (laughs) Oh, it's his girlfriend, Marilyn, he's worried about. You see, Marilyn likes another boy who's playing football against Junior on Saturday. And the winning school's gonna have a victory dance. Well, if Junior's team loses, Marilyn's going with the other boy. I knew there was a woman at the bottom of this. Women. The root of all evil. And Junior's too young to go around pulling up roots. (laughs) I gotta have a talk with that boy. Now, don't you let on I told you. Oh, no, no, I won't. I'm just gonna tell him about the time that a girl put me on a spot like that. But I taught her a lesson she'll never forget. Oh, yes? What did you do? I married her. (laughs) Hiya, Junior. How's John J. Buskowitz Junior High School star quarterback? Oh, hello, Pop. Uh, Do you mind if I sit on the curb next to you? No. Oh, there's nothing like sitting on a curbstone when you want to think kind of brings your brains down to earth. <laughs> Got a big game Saturday, huh? Yeah. Well, you're not nervous about it. Oh, oh no. Not me. Good. I, I knew a fellow once. Great football player, too. One time he got very nervous before a game. Did, did I know him? Mm, not at the time. Well, well, what made him nervous? <laughs> what makes any man nervous? Girls of the female type. <laughs> Oh. It's quite a story, Junior. Once upon a time, there was a prince of a fella whose name, by an odd coincidence, was Riley. And he lived with his mother in a far-off land where the people were different than other people. This land was called Brooklyn. (laughs) One day, during the football season, this fellow... Chester. Uh, yeah, Mom. What are you doing with my iron? I'm heating it up. I'm going to press my pants. 
What for? You ain't graduating high school for three years yet. Maybe four the way you're going. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I, I, I got kind of a, a, a appointment tonight. Oh, that girl of yours again. Oh, cut it out, Mom. I ain't exactly got a girl. Ah, oh, don't tell me, you big ox. You have a date with the same girl seven nights a week. Well, only once a week, Mom. The other six nights, I just walked past her house. <laughs> her name's Peg, and she's beautiful. Ah, oh, stop thinking about girls and get your mind on something sensible. Like football. Go work out on the punching bag. You need a good left hook in the scrimmage. <laughs> they got a new rule now, Mom. No more slugging. They're ruining the game with their new rules. In your father's day, they had only one rule. Never kick a man who's down unless you're sure he can't get up. <laughs> what did you say, Mom? <laughs> oh, forget it, you love sick goof. Go wash that face of yours. I'll press your pants. You're awful quiet tonight, Chester. You thinking about somebody? Yeah, Peg. Somebody. Anybody I know? Yeah. Your father. <laughs> Gee, I, I wish your father liked me. Oh, don't let's talk about Papa. It, it's a beautiful night, isn't it? Yeah. And, and these are certainly wonderful steps. Oh, they're just like all the rest of the block. No, they ain't. The others ain't got you on them. Chester, <laughs> oh, what a pretty speech. Oh, I'm full of them. Only they all get tangled up in my tonsils. <laughs> well, maybe instead of sitting way over on that side of the steps, if you came and sat next to me, it would help you to, to talk. Oh. I better not, Peggy. You don't know me when I get started. If I come over there, the next thing I'll be trying to put my arm around you. <laughs> well, I, I could let you know if I didn't like it. Oh, Peggy, what you said. <laughs> oh, shh. There's somebody at the window. Margaret! Yes, Papa? Are you alone out there? Well, practically. <laughs> Remember what I told you about that rally boy? I don't want that ward around here. Oh, dear, I, I'm sorry, Chester. Oh, that's okay. It ain't your fault he called me a wart. Maybe someday I'll grow on him. <laughs> He'll see. Someday I'll be a big success. Oh, sure you will. And someday, Peggy, I... I... Yes, Chester? Someday you'll... What? Well, I... Well, I... Oh, look, here comes that smart out of Clinton Badger. Oh, in his brand new automobile. <laughs> Show off, driving a Model T. Hiya, Peggy. Good evening, Clinton. Good night, Clinton. <laughs> Pipe down, Riley, I'm talking to the lady. Oh, uh, yeah, get back in that tin lizzie, you tin lizard. <laughs> yeah, one more crack like that, Riley, and I'll tweak the end of your nose. Oh, afraid to come near me, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, now stop or I'll never speak to either of you again. Clinton, please go. Okay, dream girl. But don't forget, kiddo, you and me got a date for that boat ride Sunday. 
Peg, you're not going on a boat ride with, with, with him? Well, it depends on who wins the game Saturday. Clinton made me bet him that if his team won, I'd go with him. Peg, it ain't nice for girls to make bets. Oh, but Chester, your team's going to win, isn't it? You told me it was. You will win for... for me. Peggy, when you look at me like that, I... I, I, I could do anything. Oh, you're awful sweet, Chester. Now close your eyes. Why? I ain't sleepy. <laughs> oh, you silly. <clears throat> there for good luck. Peg, you kissed me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy! Margaret! Yes, Papa? Come in the house at once. Get rid of that big baboon. Baboon. I'd better go. He knows it's me. What'd you say, Clinton? How about a game of pool? Nah, Chuck, I gotta make a phone call. I just got a hot idea to make sure we win Saturday's game. Yeah? How, Clint? Well, I'm gonna make a monkey out of a Satan monkey named Riley. I'm gonna phone this Riley, see, and make believe I'm no dice Noonan, a big gambler. Come on, I'll fix this Riley's wagon once and for all. Kiss me again, kiss me again, kiss me again and again. Kiss me again. Oh. Hello? I want to talk to a kid named Riley, top floor. Oh, this is Riley. I was just coming in. Who's this? This is no Dice Noonan. You hate of me, ain't you? Yes, sir, Mr. Noonan. When did you get out? I mean, welcome home, Mr. Noonan. Listen, kid. We got a lot of dough bet on that game you're playing Saturday, see? Don't worry, Mr. Noonan. I'll win for you. Wrong, chump. You're going to lose for me. Lose? You heard me. The mob is betting on you to lose, and you better lose, see? Or else. Or, or else? Or else you'll be taking a dive off the dock in a cement bathing suit. <laughs> How'd you like that, Riley? Oh, I wouldn't. Even without cement, my mother don't let me dive off docks. <laughs> well, then don't forget. Lose or else. Well, I... Oh, wait a minute. Wait, wait. Hello? Hello? Wait, wait. What a choice I got to make. If I lose, my girl will look up at me and say, Chester, don't speak to me. And if I win, she'll look down at me and say, Chester, speak to me. <laughs> Teal has just brought you the first act of The Life of Riley, and we'll be back with Riley in just a moment. Meanwhile, this is Ken Carpenter with a bit of advice. Here's a funny thing about cleaning your teeth, something most people don't know. Instead of helping your teeth, you may actually be doing them harm. You may be grinding cavities right in at the gum line. And scientific facts prove teal is the only leading dentifrice that avoids such cavities. Listen. Out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. When gums recede, softer and less protected parts of the teeth are exposed. Those parts are 25 times softer than tooth enamel and are easily damaged by the regular use of a toothpaste or powder containing harsh abrasives. Therefore, the chances are 8 in 10 you are risking those ground-in cavities daily 
unless the dentifrice you use contains no such abrasives. Yes, and only teal of all leading dentifrices contains no abrasives. Teal cleans teeth with a patented ingredient, protects teeth from ground-in gum line cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. Now, surely that's reason enough to switch to teal, but you'll enjoy its wonderful flavor, too, its cleansing action. The teal way takes one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. So switch to T-E-E-L, Teal, the liquid dentifrice, and follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth beautifully. And now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. We left Riley telling his son, Junior, a story out of Riley's own boyhood where Riley was threatened with murder unless he threw a certain football game. But what our hero didn't know at the time was that the sinister, threatening phone call was actually a practical joke by his arch-rival, Clinton Badger, who was trying to steal Riley's girl. So you see, Junior, this fellow Riley didn't dare win, and he didn't dare lose. If he lost, his girl would go on a boat ride with Clinton, and if he won, she'd go to her funeral with Riley. <laughs> but, Pop... Why didn't he tell his girl what he was up against? Junior, it ain't nice to worry a woman until after you're married to her. <laughs> In fact, this Riley wouldn't even tell his mother. Though his mother kind of suspected something was eating him because he wasn't... Why, Jester. Uh, 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 yeah, Mom. Don't you like what I cooked for your supper? Oh, uh, uh, sure, Mom, sure. Boy, what wonderful spare ribs. <laughs> That's your fingers you're chewing. Huh? Oh, oh yeah, I, I'd better wipe off the ketchup. <laughs> What's the matter with you? I don't know, Mom. Lately, I'm a nervous wretch. <laughs> well, settle down or you won't play a good game tomorrow. Uh, Mom, that, that reminds me. I'm, I'm giving up football. What? Give up football? Over my dead body? No, over mine. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's... It's, it, it's too rough, Mom. Chester Riley, I'm not raising any sissy. You're playing fullback on that team tomorrow, and I'm going to be right there when you kick off. Don't say that! Ah, <laughs> oh, oh, the, the telephone. Maybe it's no dice Noonan. Maybe he's changed his mind. Hello, Mr. Noonan. Why, no, Chester, it's Peg. Oh, Peg. I mean... Oh, Peg. Uh, hello. Chester, guess what? Papa's going to the game with me tomorrow, so you've got to be sure to win. Well, 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 listen, Peg. Suppose, just suppose, mind you, that we, uh, that we lost the game. Why, Chester Riley, you can't lose. Oh, yes, we can. <laughs> oh, you mustn't. Papa'd never stop laughing at you, and, and I'd have to go on the boat ride with that Clinton Badger and... <laughs> Sure, we'll win. We'll win if it kills me. Oh, that'll be wonderful. <laughs> Look, Papa, there's Chester's team over there. <laughs> what runs? And look at the hulking brute they have for a coach. That's 
not the coach, that's Chester He's a little bigger than some of his class He was late for school one year <laughs> Hey, are you Peg Winslow? Oh, yes Here's a note for you uh, Just a minute, let me see that Who's that from? I don't know, mister A guy said give it to her Why, Papa, it's for me Quiet, I'll see if I want you to read it Hmm, what's this? Dear Miss Winslow don't let your father bet on Riley's team. Riley is going to throw the game. The crook signed a friend. You hear that, Margaret? Oh, it's a lie. I always knew that Riley couldn't be trusted. Well, I trust him, and he'll win. You'll see. Oh, look. There goes Chester's team into a cuddle. <laughs> Not cuddle, huddle. I tell you, that Riley doesn't look like my idea of a Listen, fellas, before the game begins, I... Riley! Uh, 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 yeah, Coach. What are you so nervous about, Riley? I, uh, I, I, I ain't nervous. Then take that football out of your mouth. <laughs> now listen, boys, we'll go over that new play once more. Here it is. Mm -hmm. Johnson snaps the ball to Marco, the halfback. Marco fakes a pass to Stevens, but throws it to Janowski, who hands it to you, and you kick from the end zone. Got it, Riley? Yeah, yeah. Johnson snaps Marco's back in half and throws him to Janowski and then I kick Janowski in the end zone? No, no, no. Listen once more, Riley. Johnson snaps the ball back to Marco, who fakes the pass. And you... What's holding things up, Papa? Ah, ah, they're going to kick off. Now we'll see who's right about Riley. Told you so. Fumbled on purpose. Look, Clinton's picked up the ball. There goes Clinton. Oh, oh, Chester fell down, and Clinton stepped on it. a boy, Clinton. Look at him. He's over. Clinton made a touchdown. Don't you care, Riley? I still think you're the best player our school ever had. Thanks, Shrimpy. And you're the best water boy we ever had. Shrimpy, what's the score now? 14-14, end of the first half. Our team made two touchdowns after the coach took you out. Yeah, and their team made two before he took me out. <laughs> My girl will never look at me again. Ah, oh, sure she will. Say that, Clinton Badger's over talking to her now. The sneak visiting my girl in front of all these people. Well, show him up, Riley. Go out and make a couple of touchdowns, too, like he did. You're right, kid. I'll show him. Hey, you. Uh, hey, coach. Well, what do you want? Please, coach, put me back in the game. Sit down on that bench. No, no, don't keep me on the bench. Send me in. I'd rather send in the bench. <laughs> Please, coach, you've got to give me a chance. I'll win that game for us, I swear. Well, all right. Go on in, Riley. But this time, use your brain. Yes, sir. I've been resting it up all season just for this. <laughs> Only ten seconds to play, and the score's still tied. What a game. Oh, come on, Chester, please, please. Signal, 46, 23, 18. Hike! Stop him! Stop him! No! Run, Chester, run! What's that idiot doing zigzagging through both teams? 
He's all mixed up. Oh, he is not. He's running in circles to fool him. Look, he's got away. He's all alone with the ball. Stop him! Stop him! Oh, he can't! Oh, look at him run! Oh, goody, he's over. Chester made a touchdown. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, I done it. I done it! Riley, do you realize what you've done? Well, sure, Coach. I won the game. Listen to him cheering me. That's the other side cheering. You ran the wrong way. <laughs> you just won the game for the other team. What a revolting development this is. I got all your clothes in a bundle, Riley. Thanks, Shrimpy. Well, I... I guess I'd better go home. Well, gee, Riley, you'd better say goodnight to the team first. Uh, oh, yeah. They, they think I was pretty rude. Well, well, goodnight, Coach. Uh, goodnight, Joe. Uh, see you later, Janowski. Goodnight, Elmer. Good night, fellas. Riley, it's dark. You ought to go home. Let me alone, Shrimpy. I ain't never going home. Oh, listen, Riley, I found a note. Your girl dropped it. You want it? It ain't polite to read other people's notes. Let me see it. Uh, here. Dear Miss Winslow, don't let your father bet on Riley's team. He's going to throw the game. Throw it? Throw it? I did not throw... Come on, Shrimpy. I got to see Peg. I got to tell her I didn't. Riley, look. Your girl man Clinton sitting on her front steps. Yeah. Yeah, look at him. He's sitting on what I usually sit on. <laughs> Listen at him laughing. Well, Peggy, you heard what your old man said. Made a best man win, and he did. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see Riley's face right now. If he don't stop hanging around my girl, he'll see my face on the end of his fist. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Peg. This'll kill you. You know why Riley played such a dopey game? He was nervous, see? Last week, he got a phone call from a gambler who told him if he won, they'd dump him in the East River. How does he know? Now, listen to me, Clinton Badger. If you're saying Chester deliberately threw that game, just save your breath. Chester isn't crooked. He's just stupid. She's defending me. <laughs> She's defending me. Don't you get it, honey? It wasn't a gambler called Riley at all. It was a joke, see? The gambler was me. You. Him. Him. Let go of me, Shrimpy. I heard enough. Oh, but Chester. So it was you, huh, Patcher? Uh, keep away from me, Riley. There's ladies present. Oh, is that so? Listen, Chester. If you don't punch him, I'll I'll punch you. Thanks, Peg. Put up your dukes, Patcher. No, 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 no. Cut it out, Riley. When I get through with you, you'll be able to hang your head on the back of your neck. That's where your nose is going to be. Hey, hey. 
Where'd he go? Oh, Chester. You knocked him into an ash can. Uh, are you going to leave him like that? Of course not. I'm going to put the lid on. <laughs> oh, gee, Riley, you were great. Thanks, Shrimpy. <laughs> well, Shrimpy, you, you know what they say. Two's company, three's a crowd. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll go, Peg. <laughs> Chester, you dope. Come here. There. You kissed me. Peg, that's twice you kissed me. I guess now we'll have to get married. Well, someday, if, if you're sure you want me, Chester. Oh. Oh, sure, I'm sure. I'm going right home and tell my mother. Oh, boy, I feel like I'm floating in the air. Good night, Peggy. Good night, Shrimpy. Oh, I almost forgot. Good night, Clinton. Good night. just brought you the life of Riley, and the Rileys will return in half a minute. Tonight, as you brush your teeth, remember this. Teal on your toothbrush is much, much safer than toothpaste or powders containing harsh abrasives. For remember, out of every ten adults, eight have receding gums. And that means parts of the teeth are exposed, which are 25 times softer than tooth enamel. And brushing those softer parts daily with any dentifrice containing harsh abrasives grinds in ugly cavities. But teal protects teeth from such cavities as no other leading dentifrice can. For teal cleans teeth without abrasives, cleans teeth gently with a patented ingredient. The teal way takes one extra minute a week, makes teeth look their sparkling best safely. So next time, ask for T-E-E-L, teal, the liquid dentifrice, with the foamy cleansing action. Just follow directions on the package. Teal protects teeth Beautifully. Well, Pop, that story you told me sure helped. I made three touchdowns, and Marilyn... Marilyn what? Well, Marilyn kissed me. Marilyn kissed you. <laughs> Tough luck, Junior. That's the beginning of the end. <laughs> Oh, Riley, I don't think we ought to let Junior play football. It's such a dangerous game. Well, it's, it's good training for a boy. Prepares him for marriage. <laughs> marriage? Well, sure. Marriage is just like football. First you engage. That's a long huddle. Then there's the wedding ceremony. That's the kickoff. You bring home your first pay envelope and you get tackled. <laughs> then when your mother-in-law moves in, that's interference. <laughs> But don't get me wrong, Templin. I love the game. <laughs> Folks, this is William Bendix reminding you that our nation in peace has much to gain from the acquired skills of servicemen and women. Almost every single service-acquired skill is in some way related to civilian occupations. For example, an aerial gunner can qualify for civilian jobs of locksmith, meter repairman, testing machine operator, instrument repairman, and many others. So veterans and employers investigate the possibilities offered by service-acquired skills. Good night.
Procter & Gamble, makers of Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, invite you to be their guest next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker and is directed by Don Bernard. Music by Lou Kozlov. Tonight's class included Paula Winslow, Scotty Beckett, Jerry Hausner, Ken Christie, Tommy Cook, and Jane Morgan. So until next week at the same time, this is Ken Carpenter saying goodnight for Teal. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y, Riley. For lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L, Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. Good night. Here's a gal with a message, and only 30 seconds to get it across. Okay, let's go. Well, I just want to say, these days, nice clothes are still scarce. If you're lucky to find blouses and slips and sweaters in your size and style, they've got to last. Well, if you'll give those nice things ivory flakes care, they'll stay lovely. Actually, last up to twice as long. Only 10 seconds left. Well, that's all I need. Friends, the thing to remember is, with ivory flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear. Hey, you still got two seconds. <laughs> then I'll say it again. With ivory flakes care, you'll get up to twice the wear. This is the National Broadcasting Company.